Welcome to the Rising Phoenix Rise, Recover and Rebuild podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer DeMuri, founder of Create Again, Breakup, Mindset and Life Coaching. A large number of people are either thinking about separating, are in the middle of a separation or are already divorced. Chances are that you're in one of those categories and if not, know someone that is. While separation and divorce is a normal part of life, there's still a stigma attached and no one really talks about what it is like to go through this experience and even less what to do to rebuild yourself. I will be interviewing mothers and business owners, lawyers and a variety of other people I believe can provide some tips and insight into their lives and I'm certain you will be able to relate to some of it. If you feel that anything in today's episode resonates with you, make sure to book your 30-minute complimentary session with me today. I would love the opportunity to be part of your rebuilding journey. But now let's get started with today's guest. Today's guest is Julia. Julia is a former financial advisor with over five years experience in the industry. Last year, she took her love for helping people and turned her profession towards money coaching, helping women keep, save and create more wealth for themselves without giving up the life they love. So she founded Madame Wealth and changed career to become a money mindset coach. She is a self-professed huge nerd when it comes to not only money and wealth creation, but also learning more about people's behaviors. So she uses money typing and human design as tools in her work to help others learn about themselves, their minds and what's stopping them on their journey to financial abundance. The first time I met Julia was at a workshop. We started talking and decided to stay connected. We actually meet on a regular basis and work on our own coaching businesses next to each other. Owning a business can sometimes be very lonely and we thought, why not do our own thing but doing it surrounded by like-minded people. Hi, Julia. Hi, hi, Jen. <laughs> Thanks for being with me today. Uh, well, let's jump. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Well, let's jump right in. So um, after such a long time in the financial advising industry, what made you change career to become a money mindset coach? Um, what made me change careers? It was really interesting because I never actually thought that I would change careers. I, so I've been, yeah, I've been striving to become a financial advisor for a very long time. Then finally I became one and I was loving what I was doing. Um, but it's just the place uh, that potentially I was working in wasn't quite um, where I wanted to stay for a long time. So I thought, all right, well, it's, it's time to do something different. The interesting thing though, is that I've for a long time knew I wanted to start a business. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't a lot of the times what happens is someone decides to start a business and then they kind of start planning for it. Whereas for me, it kind of happened the other way around. I didn't know when I was going to start a business, how it was going to happen, but I essentially started to like plan for it in my head in a way and do all the things that I needed to do money wise and financially to get myself to a point where I felt comfortable to do that at any time. So when I decided to actually start the business, the decision was took probably like a couple of weeks to make um, before I actually put the actions in place and was able to do that. And yeah, I decided to start a business as a financial advisor with coaching in it and then very quickly realized that that's not necessarily what I want to do. And I realized how much 
or how rewarding it was actually coaching women and getting them to a point where they feel comfortable to maybe even go and see an advisor later on. Um, so yeah, that I realized that that was really rewarding and yeah, that was kind of my very, um, sort of summed up version of uh, what I went through to, to start the business and how I got into coaching instead. Um, but a, yeah, a big, a big step, but it's a big difference, although it seems like it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I know how you feel like I had not planned on, you know, starting Create Again and then I just fell into it um, because it was just so so much what I was passionate about. So, yeah, I can absolutely relate to that. <laughs> now, um, now as a um, wealth coach, what is it that you see women struggle with the most when it comes to money? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to money, I would say this is probably a couple of layers deeper. So women mm -hmm. might not necessarily realize that that's what it is that they're struggling with because they might, it might appear in different ways. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that a lot of the times it's the lack of confidence or the lack of self-belief that they're able to, to take their money and turn things around for themselves or, to start, um, you know, really growing their wealth mm -hmm. and doing something different with their money. And like, if we think about it, and you might agree with me, Jen, is in our society, we've kind of been brought up to almost fit a little bit into a stereotype of, you know, we're not necessarily the ones who should know much about money or like, oh, that's, you know, it's not it's not that out of the ordinary to kind of say, oh, the, you know, the, the male is the one that might be more on top of, you know, investing or knowing exactly where the money is. So it, it kind of sometimes, um, you know, easy for us to, to fall into that stereotype and become a little bit more innocent with money. And with that comes a little bit of that uh, lack in self-confidence, lack in self-belief of feeling like okay I can actually do something with that money I can actually you know I can actually start understanding investments on a different level um so that I can start growing my wealth a bit more or simply just being on top of you know where the money is and how to manage it in a way that doesn't make us feel guilty shameful worried feeling insecure like all those things are very common with women and it all stems from that from that lack of um self-belief yes i absolutely agree yeah. with that and i when you were saying the way we we are brought up or the society that we were raised in i mean my parents were always about making sure that i do know my finances and i know how to save and i know how to budget but in terms of actual wealth creation, in terms of investment, uh, super, all that sort of stuff, um, investment properties or, or stocks or any other way of, you know, creating wealth. Um, yeah, I have never learned much about it. And I think um, even in schools, we, we don't really learn the basics on, on how to do that. I mean, we don't even learn how to open up a bank account. I mean, I understand that's something that our parents should teach us. But um, somewhere, I think all of that gets missed. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Can I actually add to that? Yeah. Um, this was a little while ago. I was talking to two of my friends. So I was sitting there with two of my friends 
and one one of one of our friends was um she was talking about her kids her kids are like seven or something like that and she she's telling us how like she's starting to teach them about you know um, the fact that you save more money and like once you save it you might be able to buy the things that you want or you might even invest it you know those things and when she was explaining it she said you know all those things your parents would have taught you she said it just like very casually and both me and my other friend turned to each other and were like your parents would have taught you our parents haven't taught us that we had to like figure it out on our own Mm. so it was that was a moment that was really fascinating and it reminded me of kind of what you're saying now it's like some I I feel like it's it's almost like there are um, a group of people that feel it is just normal information that parents Mm. share that stuff with them and then there's probably an even larger majority of people where that information just wasn't passed on and that's why the the thing like just because we're adults doesn't mean we actually know what we're doing with our money or know that or know how to deal with money or how to feel comfortable not just yeah in managing it but also growing it as well so I just thought that was a really good example to show sort of the two differences Yeah. Yeah. yeah and again on on top of that as well like you know assuming that parents share that information maybe even our parents didn't know how to do it and they had to figure it out for themselves and then uh, taught us what what they figured out for themselves um but couldn't actually add anything to it so yeah absolutely very interesting yeah that's right yeah mm, yeah it's never about sort of like the parents doing something that they shouldn't have they, they were only passing on the information that they thought yeah. we needed yeah so it kind of yeah yeah beautiful um now i guess from that what areas um should women pay close attention to when it comes to se- um securing their finances um, either as singles or even before they're starting to think about separation or during or after separation, sort of what are, yeah, what are um, really areas that are easy for us to, to look at and pay attention to? Yeah, definitely. Um, so no matter sort of what stage you're in, having a real, I think having a really good grasp of what it is that you have right now um, in the closest sense possible. So really, really becoming aware of everything that's going on with your money is really important. And I, I, what I'm really realizing is that that's a really difficult thing for some people, Mm -hmm. um, because there can be either years of avoidance that's been there, that's stopping them from even sort of looking at, you know, their bank account, let alone sort of everything else that's going on. Um, so becoming aware is like a very sort of, um, high level sort of tip that that I can give in that sense. But then if we start thinking about either, you know, in, in couples or like when, when the topic starts to, to go into either separation, um, then it's really taking a good look at everything that's going on even if you haven't been the one that's looking at the money Mm. um it's kind of when you're starting to go through this process it's a time for you to say okay now there's a level of you know responsibility that I need to make sure that I look after myself um and because of that I want to make sure I understand everything that I have as well as 
the the partner or the ex-partner has too between the two of us so something that's like joined so if if there is a mortgage understanding exactly how much is in in that mortgage um how much is owing and even knowing if you have an asset together like like a house um to the point of understanding how much that house is valued at so if you need to reach out to um, a professional you know the real estate down the road just to get evaluated so that before you kind of start the process, you understand what the figures are in every way. Mm-hmm. A really good way to do that is to grab a piece of paper and, you know, write down all the assets and liabilities, um, all the debts that's owing between the two people and just know where everything's at. Um, another thing to focus on is definitely getting some help. So making sure that I, I actually tell a lot of people this make the most of the professionals that are around you professionals yeah. either around you or in your area right yeah. so um if you can go to to your your bank and you know if if you need to let them know of your situation that that's what's going on and see if they if there is anyone you can talk to in relation to um you know the, the loan that you might have with them already through like a mortgage or if there there are any personal loans and what can they do for you um seek out like go to your local um solicitors have a chat with them uh book free consultations with financial advisors saying that i want some free information so i know what to do with my money once you know it comes time to do that and another thing is to make sure that you've got your own your own banking like your own accounts it's that's probably one of the most important things is yeah. creating space where you can say, okay, well, this is mine now. Even if you haven't had that before while you the two of you were together, um, really allowing yourself to say, okay, from now on, I've got, this is mine. This is my space. Mm. And again, some of it can sometimes be confronting, you know, difficult. Um, but those are the sort of things that are going to get you through at times when, when it is perhaps a little bit tougher. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. When when I went through my separation, I made sure I, I speak to the right people. Um, what I was very lucky with is that I had my own bank accounts. So obviously people have either jo- only joined accounts or have um, a joint account and then still separate accounts. So um, how we had done it back then was that we had our separate accounts as well as a joint account. So all the expenses um, that we had jointly came from that joint account. But we also wanted to make sure that we have our own money. So when, um, you know, we felt like buying something for ourselves um, that, you know, we could just do that without sort of feeling, oh, we're touching money that was maybe meant to be used for something different or, you know, um, that, yeah, that that way we, we kept it a little bit separate still. So I think that that was a good thing, but I'm not saying that that's the one and only way to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, that is a good way um, because at the end of the day, even if you, even if there's a new relationship down the line, yeah. you know, sometimes it is necessary to, to combine the two, you know, yeah. bank accounts, but it's always important for you to feel like, you know, you understand what it is that's going on with your money and yeah. you've got your own kind of saving, yeah. um, uh, like cushion, I guess, an yeah. emergency cushion that you can sort of fall back yeah. on. Um, yeah, so so with those tips, I very much, um, it's very much about what to think when you're kind of going into or during a separation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but there's a few things to sort of think about after as well to kind of make sure you start on the right path too. Yeah. Yeah. Now you were, um, in my intro, I was talking about, um, modalities that you're using like human design and, um, the, what was it? Money typing or money? It was my, yeah. Money typing, money archetypes. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. So are you able, and I know that, um, that's a very spontaneous question, um, <laughs> but are you able to talk a little bit about that and maybe, I don't know if that can be related back to any of the things that we just talked about, uh, but if it can be related, um, how, how does it relate? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, I'll start with the money archetypes. Money mm -hmm. archetypes is, um, so there's a lady, she's from um, the Institute of Money Coaching, sorry, Money Coaching Institute. She's got a quiz through there, so anyone mm -hmm. can go in if, you, if you're interested go and Google that and there's a quiz there that you can take, very easy to do. Based on that quiz, what we do is it produces uh, money archetypes mm -hmm. that give us an idea of some areas that you might need some extra assistance in when it comes to, mm -hmm. to money. And when it kind of very similar to what we spoke about er yeah. earlier on, one of the most common ones that I see is... Um, the innocent which is one of the archetypes yeah. it's it's essentially someone who is you know having that lower self-esteem when it comes to money mm -hmm. and instead prefers to kind of avoid and let somebody else sort of deal with the money so that's an example of mm -hmm. one of where we if we see that we can say okay so obviously there's some you know areas around um, lack of self-worth that we might need to dig into in, in relation to money mindset and start to build that confidence up from mm -hmm. for a more um graceful place yeah um other ones are you know people who get really excited about the new shiny things that they see so they often find that there's a lot of overspending or impulse buying and especially when if in a relationship they haven't been the ones focusing on managing the money mm -hmm. and they've perhaps gotten to the habit of doing that they might find it slightly more difficult outside of the relationship to look look out for those things because they've gotten used to it and the one thing that happens a lot and maybe that's something that you might see um after the separation where, where um, women are starting to think about okay well the next step or you know the next partner is that they feel sometimes that the partner will come in and almost save the, the day, not save the day, but yeah. save um, the financial situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, again, it's just having that almost subconsciously that feeling that of relying on, on that other person. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been talking to a couple of uh, my clients who have mentioned those things and it's interesting, it takes it takes something to kind of switch gears for them to realize, oh no, okay, I, I need to be the one to, <laughs> to yeah. look at all this stuff. Um, so that's what the, the archetypes do. They really help us to just see in which areas they need a little bit more support in. Um, and that can be people in different situations. With human design, the way that I use that, and for those who don't know, human design um, is a modality. It's made up of multiple different theories, including astrology, the chakra system, um, just to name a few. 
And what you do is, if you think of the Myers-Briggs quiz, right, of the personality quiz, instead of taking the quiz, it kind of gives you similar results, not Mm -hmm. similar results, but like it's the same idea, but without taking the quiz. What you have to do instead is just put your um, like date of birth and time of birth. So you need to know all that stuff. And based on the planets, it gives you essentially uh, to an extent like archetypes as well. Um, But the way that I use that with my clients is really taking it a step deeper and a step um, further by looking at where they've been conditioned Mm -hmm. either during the marriage or while they were younger um, to believe that money is something specific maybe that they see that money is evil if they have money then you know they're greedy or um you know looking after their money makes them selfish or wanting to go out there and make it on their own is selfish um and none of it is bad or good it's all about this is just you know this is the way you were designed and this is how you may have been conditioned let's clear that stuff um, and let's learn from that and how can you become sort of your own person. So a lot of it is ingrained in people understanding and giving themselves permission to be who they want to be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be clouded, you know, after perhaps years of um, being in marriage or coming out of that and not knowing who they are, Mm. going through that and really hearing these things that make them realise like, oh, actually, yeah, I've always felt like this, but Mm. I thought it was just strange for for feeling this way. Like I thought I was just, that's not how I should have been doing stuff. So it almost gives people permission to just be who they are. And that's, um, if that, if I could give any advice, uh, you know, out of um, a separation is to, to find yourself again. And it's really, really helpful to do that with Mm. human design, which is why I use it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, so based on what you were saying about the archetypes and the the human design um do you think that helps people a lot through their money blocks i mean we were you were saying it has a lot to do with how you're conditioned and i can certainly say for myself there have been certain conditions that have been put on me from my parents which are actually completely different to how I feel about money today. And obviously I've done a bit of work myself, but we're working together now as well to, to work through some of my, um, you know, Mm. money blocks and working with human design for me and my, um, yeah, abundance mindset and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, using those, um, to help through blocks, do you think it's, it's a very effective tool? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I like that you use the word sort of creating that abundance mindset. Mm. Um, so when, and I kind of like a take a step back <laughs> when, when we're growing up, um, it's very easy for us to hear a lot of stuff from our parents, you know, that's telling us, okay, you should live life like this, or, you know, you should do things like this. And it's all coming obviously from a place of, you know, most of the time from a place of love and protection. Yeah. Um, but because of the nature of wanting to protect you, a lot of it is about creating barriers, yeah. right? Like you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. And money that automatically from a young age. Sorry. Sorry. Money doesn't grow on trees or things like that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
That's right. And it's really like in a way, I'm sh- you know, back then when we look at it, it's like a way to teach us, you know, a lesson, right? Yeah. That, you know, we need to work hard to, to have what we want and all those sort of things. Um, but because of the nature of it, automatically from such a young age, we're starting to create and develop the scarcity mindset, especially around money. So yes, when we're starting to look at human design and the archetypes, it's looking deeper within, okay, where is there a possibility for you to have been conditioned? Um, And from there relating back, it's almost like being able to laser focus on a place, for example, um, doing things for the purpose of seeking approval right Mm -hmm. so perhaps um it could be you know sometimes some of us do get even in a relationship because we're seeking a certain level of approval it might not be sub sorry it might not be conscious it might be very subconscious but it's like getting to that level of okay this is where it could be um so it could be in multiple ways where we have been conditioned to to sort of believe that we need to do something in a certain way. Another big one is, I think I was kind of alluding to it before, is um, creating goals and creating dreams that are very materialistic. Mm. For some people, if you look at their human design, that makes perfect sense. For other people, it that's not, that's not how you should do it. However, if you look maybe even in the industry that you and I are in or yeah. just in society day to day, um sometimes setting goals specifically around money or like being money heavy can be looked at a little bit like oh that's a little bit selfish (laughs) you know what I mean like you should be serving and doing all this stuff and it's like yeah 100 percent but I'm doing this for something so I guess it's a way again to give people permission to say well it's fine if I want to daydream about having those cars and having that mansion Mm. there's nothing wrong with that so let's let's work with with the design that you actually have and work through those conditions yeah um I love how you were saying um you know the serving and there's a beautiful quote that's called I surf therefore I deserve um so I do believe um that money is energy as well and you know yes I have certain goals around money and certain things about yes even material things but at the end of the day for me they're also a vehicle to you know um have bigger and better goals even and be able to help more people so you know sometimes money is that vehicle that that you need to be able to reach out to more people and and support them on their journey and yeah help them grow and develop as well so yes I love how you were saying that yeah yeah awesome I agree completely yeah um that was pretty much all the questions I had for you for today but is there anything that you think uh, you want to elaborate more on or any sort of thing that you think that I haven't mentioned or asked that the listeners today uh, could benefit from? Yeah, definitely. A couple of things. Um, So number one, just kind of going based off what we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. if you are in a position where you are coming out of a separation and it's almost like you're not 
you're not 100% sure where it's going to take you or financially you're not 100% sure what you need to do. Obviously, as, as you know, I'm sure Jen talks about a lot as well, definitely reach out to people either around you or the professionals in your area because there's always people that can help. Yeah. Um, but the one thing, the one piece of advice that I do like to tell people is to focus on obviously themselves and when it comes to money to their values so really starting to kind of see, well, what is something that I value no matter what somebody else will, will tell me or think of me? Um, now it's the time to take a moment and say, okay, if this is what I value, even if to somebody else it might look like, you know, wasting money or whatever mm-hmm. the case is, as long as you've put other things in place, like, you know, maybe you've got uh, you know, to an extent a budget or um, like a plan in place in relation to your money, look at those values and say, it's okay if I need to do things that are for me, that are just yeah. for me and are not just like logical, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but obviously if if you need support around setting a, play, a plan in place, you know, feel free to reach out to Jen or myself. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I would say is put some time into thinking about an emergency fund. So this is more now coming from that Um logical uh state to sort of say it's important to have some money behind you even if it's a little bit people usually say three to six months um of expenses Uh, sometimes that figure can be very overwhelming for people so whatever it is even if it's just a little bit of money that's sitting aside for you to kind of say okay you know if really something happens i've got some money to fall back on um i think yeah i think those two pieces of of um advice is something that I think um, a lot of people might might want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And um, if any of the listeners want to find you and, um, you know, get some help and assistance from you as a money coach to, you know, change their mindset on abundance and, and money, um, what's the best way to find you? The best way is probably Instagram just seems like mm-hmm. the easiest. So I'm madam.wealth on Instagram. Um, that's M-A-D-A-M. And on Facebook as well, uh, Madam Wealth with Yulia. Um, and you can reach out and ask me any questions. I'm very, very open. I'm not like obligation or anything like that. <laughs> um, have a chat, ask me any questions. I'm happy to be here. Otherwise, I also offer... Uh, free 30-minute strategy course. Awesome, awesome. That's really good to know. And, um, yeah, when I ever have, you know, clients that need some bit more support um, when it comes to their money mindset and building wealth, um, obviously I will always send them to you because, yes, there is a certain amount of coaching that I can do around money, but I always feel like um, – if there is a little bit more support needed, I will always send them to you because I know you're doing an amazing job and have helped so many people along the way. So you're, thank you. <laughs> you're more than welcome. Well, thanks again for um, spending your morning with me today. And um, I really appreciate the time you've taken. And I'm so grateful that um, I got the chance to have a chat to you, all things money and wealth creation. So thank you. And um, yes, if you do um, have any questions, visit her Instagram. Otherwise, um, yes, you can always contact me as well and I can um, connect you 
too. So yeah, enjoy the rest of your day and thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. So many golden nuggets in this episode. Thank you so much, Yulia. This information has just been mind-blowing and there was an accidental play on words. So if you do want some more information on how Yulia works with the archetypes and with human design, reach out to her. Her Instagram is at madam.wealth. I will also put that into the show notes. And yes, thank you again for all this mind-blowing information. If you decide you would like to work with me or would like to know a little bit more about what I do, reach out via call or message and book your 30-minute complimentary breakthrough session either through my website, createagain.com.au, my Instagram at createagain or on Facebook at createagaincoach. I also have a private Facebook group which provides a safe space and gives you the opportunity to connect with other people that have been through a similar journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends, like, comment and share. I'm so grateful that you have listened today and hope to welcome you back next week. Thank you.